Hello, hello, and welcome again to another of my podcast episodes. You're now tuned in to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. Oh my, oh my, oh my. I know it's been about a week since I've came on my podcast, and we had started in part one of Does Words Make You Sad or Words Have Made You Mad? I want to just say how much I just thank you all on this marvelous Monday for tuning in to part two of what did somebody say to make you sad or mad? You know, I tell you, we're living in a time where words, words, words more than any time, words have so much more power in coming into the manifestation of what we spoken than years ago. How many of you remember when Years ago, people used to say, when somebody did something wrong to you, and then we'll quote the little same phrases, oh, they'll reap what they sow. But then back in the old school days, it might have been 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. But now, how much do you realize when things come to be that the reaping season from what we've been sowing comes around a whole lot quicker in this day and time. Be mindful and be careful of what you say. I just want to cover a few things that we we, we did touch base on in part one. You know, talking about how powerful, powerful the spoken words are. You know, we, we talked about that cliche phrase that 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 sticks and stones may break, break my bones. But words will never hurt me. And I came in by saying, I lived through so many experiences through my years. That how far that is from the truth. All words can truly hurt us. Oh, yes, they do. And we briefly talked about the different types of flesh fillers, the emotional eaters, the gossip gatherers, the damaged dumpsters, the wailing widows, and the big green monster of the ego. But today, 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 I want to talk a little bit about the damages, the damages that we bring upon ourselves. Oh, God, I ask you to help me today. I'm not going to be very lengthy, but I got to share this with you because it's been just pushing me in my spirit this morning. The Bible says in Proverbs 16 and 24, gracious words are like honeycomb. They sweet to the soul and health to the body. Isn't that amazing how words can heal our bodies? You know, oftentimes, a lot of times when people are suffering through some type of sickness or ailment or lack of limitations and some type of stagnation. Oh, God, I ask you to help me. Most of the time, if we sit still in the presence of God and we seek God's face and we pray, seek his face and turn from our ways. See, a lot of times things come upon our lives because we don't want to turn from the traditional ways of saying things we've been either taught to say or we've been conditioned to say or our environment around us 
have positioned us to say. But oftentimes I believe, and this is in my belief, based on the words from the word of God, from the Bible, many afflictions, lacks, and limitations come upon us all because of the spoken words that have came out of our mouths. Now, if the word the Bible said, gracious words, they like honeycomb, they sweet to the soul and health to the body. You know, I I, I gave a little bit of a testimony earlier this morning to a, a, a person I was speaking with and I was saying how God miraculously moved and opened doors in my life for my shelter because in 2019, a part of that year, about three months or five months out of that year, I found myself not in my own place. And I live, you know, between my children. But I remember praying and I asked God, I said, God, I know you great and you're mighty. And I know there's nothing too hard for you. I said, God, why am I still having to live in my children's home instead of my own home? Because I know I trust you. See, my faith was so surmountable to believe whatever I knew that God was able to do, which was exceedingly abundantly and above all that I could ask or even think. And I said, God, I know you can open a door for my own place. And this is what the Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance. God said, yes, I can. But I need you to call somebody and apologize. I said, but God, they did me wrong. Why should I apologize to them? And then the Holy Spirit said to me, because of your evil thoughts. See, a lot of times people, what even formulates before it comes out of our mouths, it already popped in our heads. Oh, I hope somebody get that. So I said to God, God said, but you thought, you thought some things that was not right. You didn't speak them out loud, but you spoke them within. Oh, I hope somebody got that. How many of you know that sometimes it's not the outspoken words that we even have to give an account for? It's the words that we speak in our heads. This is why the Bible said to cast down wicked imaginations and everything that exalted itself above the word of God. This is why the Bible says to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is why the Bible said as a man thinketh, so is he. Mm. This is why even sometimes people will say, will you bow your heads in silence and pray? Just because we don't vocalize a word for somebody's ears to hear them don't mean we're not speaking words negatively in our mind. The Bible said, guard your thoughts. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because even the very things you think, your thoughts are formulated through words. Oh, they just unspoken. Oh, God, I ask you to help me today. So in saying that, and what I end up doing as I was saying in my testimony, I called this person and the person said to me, well, I didn't know you felt that way about me. I said, oh yeah, I imagine some horrible things in my head. I said, but the Lord said that I must call you and repent for them. 
even though you really just didn't know how horrible the words had been speaking in my head. But immediately as I apologized to that person, I was sitting on the porch when I was talking to them at my son's house. And God told me when I hung up the phone, he said, check the mailbox. I hope somebody get this. See, God knows what he can trust us to do. Oh, I hope somebody got that. God knows when he tells us, when the Holy Spirit give unctions for us to be obedient, let me share this with you. God already know if we're going to obey him. Because I had been praying for God to move in my living situation. And although I was instructed by the Holy Spirit to repent to this person. God had to already know because the Bible says he sees our thoughts. See, afar off. So he knew that I was going to humble myself and obey him. And as soon as I got off the phone, I went to the mailbox and I had a letter in the mailbox instructing me to meet with these people to help me to obtain housing. Oh, I hope somebody get this message. So therefore, the mailman, even he came before I made the apology. Mm, I hope somebody got that. And, And once I got the mail, it began to start just opening up doors after doors. So I got on the phone and I called a person and I asked them about an apartment because I prayed first and I said, God, okay, I know if I have to live here where I want to be located. See, I'm speaking to God now. See, the power of our mouth is the way we pray. The power of our mouth is the things that we put in the atmosphere, even whether we do it vocally Meaning in a volume where we can be heard, we can pray out loud, we can pray internally. But this is how magnificent the power of the words are. We take words from our thoughts and we either speak them in our head or speak them out loud. And we talk to God and we use words. And when we use these words and then whatever we make our request known, which is through words, then check this out now, y'all. We make our request known to God to with words and then in the natural our words will manifest and we can receive what we ask for. That's how powerful words are. I am a word person and I and, and, and I hear people you know they be say be slow to speak the Bible says and quick to hear. So I tell people I, I'm, I, what is slow to speak for me now does not equate to being slow to speak with you because it's a measurement. The slower you are in speaking, what that says is that you should be quicker in listening and hearing. So if I'm not, if I speak and people take it that I speak fast, then that means that my hearing is even faster because I promise you, I hear quicker than I speak. So when people are communicating and talking with me, it's amazing how sometimes they'll run across with words and I'll begin to just listen as the spirit give me what to respond to say. And sometimes I catch them in midair and I say, okay, did you understood what you said? 
And sometimes people will tell me, they say, well, yeah, I understand. Okay, well, let's rewind and repeat that. And then they'll say, well, I don't know what I say. See, that's when a person is speaking and you don't even hear what you're saying. That's how we get in a lot of trouble. And the worst time to speak, I'm going to tell you this if you don't know. The worst time to speak is when you're angry. Mm, I hope somebody got that. The worst time to open your mouth and speak is when you're angry. And the reason that I say that is because the scripture says when we're angry, it's okay to be angry, but sin not. The biggest sin that I think we commit when we're angry is when we open our mouths. Because the Bible says in his word, out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaketh. So when you're angry, sometimes your heart will deceive you to say some things you don't mean to say. Oh, I hope somebody get this. That's the biggest sin we can commit. Let me tell you something. My second husband, we was together for 23 years. And I can honestly say one of the greatest attributes this man had that showed me something more than any other person that I've experienced than my grandmother. He would never exchange words when I was angry. I never really seen him angry. But I would be ranting and raving all through the house. If I wasn't fussing at the children or fussing at him or fussing about people on my job. But he would sit in silence so much till they gave him the nickname Mute. Like when you press on the remote on the TV. But you know what God later showed me about that? It took more strength. That man was strong in his spirit to guard his mouth. And the Bible says that he that guardeth his mouth is wise. It take a strong person, let me share this, to bridle their tongue when somebody say something that the average person will get angry. And I can't honestly admit I'm going to be transparent. I've said one or two things that I tried to provoke him to say something. That if it was any other human being on two feet that's breathing, they probably would have punched me in my face. But that man sat there and he never said a response, a reply, or a mumbling word. And all that did was escalate my anger. And now that's pitiful and that's pathetic because I felt like I wanted him to engage with me and give me some verbal feedback. So I asked him, why do he do that? Why do you sit and give me no response and say anything? And I'm going to share what he said to me because I'm quick to hear. And the Holy Ghost give me good remembrance. He said, my mother raised me that if you cannot say anything good, don't say anything. And not me who think I'm more spiritual. (laughs) That taught me a wow moment. He went by what his mother taught him. If you cannot say anything good, don't say nothing. 
So after he told me that, I realized why he never engaged with me. See, that just opened a whole nother light for me to say, oh, well, I'm glad he didn't say anything because that meant whatever would have came out his mouth was not going to be good. And it was definitely not help the situation. So that just also let me know, well, he might be going to say something bad to me. And instead of him saying something bad and hurtful and harmful and mean, he remained silent. And I could respect that better. I just want to encourage people the power of your spoken word. In John 8 and 47, the book of John, it said, whoever has ears to hear and hear God, the spoken word of God. See, we'll be mindful. In Romans 10 and 17, it said, faith, faith, check this out now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. This is how powerful words are. Words can increase people's faith. Listen, I just gave you three scriptures. Words can increase our knowing God. See, what goes in our ear, what move around in our thoughts, all plays a part in what comes out of our heart through our mouth. It's a connection. As a matter of fact, I just put on paperback. On Amazon. Ladies, what did God say? What are you? What are you? But trust me, the information is applicable for anybody. That book on paperback now. What are you? And in that book, and I tell you that book was first launched on an ebook in 2018, two years ago. Matter of fact, February 2018. And I went back in reviewing it when I converted it from ebook to paperback. And as I was reviewing it, I had to have my own refresher course. Because I talk about the five body parts that determine what we are. It's five body parts that would determine your character more than any other body part out of all the body parts on our bodies. And those five body parts, four of them are all in a circle on our head. Oh, I hope somebody get this. I want to share with you the importance of words, how words can heal and how words can hurt, how words can wound, but how words can make you wonderful. The words that we speak, the Bible says that in Proverbs 6 and 23, check this out now. And I'm a firm believer that God, everything in that Bible that have been manifested in my life is the reason why I give scripture. Because the Bible says, by our words, we are justified. 
and by our words we are condemned. But that's another scripture I'm going to put in my footnotes under my podcast. But I want to give you this scripture. Proverbs 6, 2 and 3. Two, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2 through verse 3. But I'm just going to give you the first few words. It says, we are snared by the words of our mouth. And it goes on to say, save yourself. See, so many times we want to critique and judge and convict and condemn other people's words. But what the Bible says to save yourself because the words that come out each person's mouth are the words that's, that's going to snare their lives. We are snared by the words of our mouth, not other people's mouth. That's why we can't get so caught up in even saying what somebody else say. You know, for so long, even in the Christian community, I remember my cousin said to me some words one time. And she said, well, I pray that the Lord don't give you any peace or contentment in your sins. Now, I didn't have the the advanced biblical knowledge as I do currently. But I still knew when she said that, I said to her, why would you say such a thing? Why would you speak those words? I still knew something significant in the power of the spoken words. Why would you ask God in prayer not to let me have any peace or contentment in my sins? Why couldn't you just say something more sweeter? Like, Lord, just enlighten Afrida. Strengthen her to see you. In your marvelous light. Draw her by your spirit. And don't let no harm or hurt or danger come to her. While she in her sins. But Lord enlighten her to draw her out of her sins. Why I got to not have no peace and contentment? Who want to speak certain things over people? But you say we say we love them. And sometimes people can't understand what's going on in their life. Because somebody done snared their life by the words of their mouth. Oh, God help me today. Mm. The Bible says. The Bible says. Let no corrupt talk come out of our mouths but only such and is good for building up as fit the occasion that it may bring grace to the hearer see that didn't bring me no grace to hear that it really didn't you know and I know for years people have said things like that and then I and I told my cousin I said no wonder so much turmoil has been going on in my life you use words to to say don't let me have peace or contentment and I don't know if she went back and and made a correction in those words but see even in our religion sometimes certainly we'll speak unjustly But the Bible says in Job, it said, My lips certainly will not speak unjustly, nor will my tongue utter deceit. See, the actions or the practice of concealing, deceiving somebody, even by misrepresentation. You know, I believe religion is a sacred belief system. And it's designed for our behaviors and our practices 
for better moral, sanctified places and prophecies that's ethic, that relates to humanity, as well as to the supernatural transcendence of spiritual elements. And one thing about religion, there is no scholarly censor over what religion is. But I do know this. What the Bible says in Peter 3 and 10, it says, For the one who desires life to love and see good days must keep his tongue. Mm. Here we go again. Good days. And if you love your life, <laughs> a lot of times people say, ah, why I got to take the high road? They said something to me, but listen, the breath that you take is your life. So the Bible said for the one who desires life to love and see good days must keep his tongue, not somebody else's, but keep your tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Deceit. You know, I've even heard people say, you know, in the ministry where they, they've even prayed and, and said, you know, if somebody don't get it right, you know, if somebody spoke something against them. And I know this comes from, from out of the book of Psalms, you know, when David was on his journey and he said things like, if you know, if people speak ill against me, you know, they, they, they generally, you know, would say things like, may it return unto them. You know, may it return unto them if they don't repent. May their words that they spoke against you return unto them. You know, and I've heard it said very, very frequently. And and down through the years, when I'm saying way back in my early 20s. And then I I, I began to meditate on that thing because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on meditating when something don't sit well in my spirit. And then I used to say, well, God, I hate to send cruelty back to somebody just because they sent it to me. And I'm going to share with you what the Lord said, and I'm going to bring this particular podcast to a closure on part two. The Lord said, but that's not my scripture after Jesus came. See, a lot of things were done in one arena in the Old Testament. And like Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, but he came that through him that the law may be fulfilled. So he said, but what I say to you is bless those. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless those that curse you. Pray for them who persecute you and say all manner of evil against you and do good to them. Now, that's what Jesus said. So then I began to change some of the traditional things that people say. And so when people, I said, Lord, bless those who speak words against me. Instead of let it return to them to harm them. Because if they spoke evil against me, then if I return it back to them, then I'm returning evil for evil. Oh, I hope somebody got that. So then I began to exercise what Jesus said. I said, Lord, bless my enemies. I, I bless those who persecute me. And I, and I pray for them who say all manner of evil against me. Oh, God, I ask you to help me today. I just want us to be more mindful of unhealthy words. Because a lot of times, even down through tradition, these words that we speak, remember, 
they fall upon us. So whenever, so what's that tit for tat? Somebody speaks some evil against us, then we send it back to them. Then what we doing, we bringing it back to us. Because I just read the Bible say in Matthews 12 and 37, it said by our words, we are given account. We were given account. We're going to give an account for our words. So when we send something cruel back to somebody who sent something to us, then by our words, every idle word, every idle word, see, words can, can, they can break us, yes, but words can make us. They can make us better people. They can make us better people to say, okay, if those words hurt me, I don't want to be guilty of sending those words back in the atmosphere to hurt somebody else. That's how by our words we are justified, by our words we condemn. Yes, I'm not saying we shouldn't bind up spiritual wickedness. Of course we should bind up spiritual wickedness because it is written, whatever we bound on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So if my enemy is saying words, let me share this with y'all. And I got to say this, and I hope you get this. Trust me when I tell you, God is not mocked. He said, be not deceived. I am not mocked. Whatsoever, whatsoever, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Listen, so what does that mean? That means we don't need to send negative words back to somebody just because they spoke some over us. Because they gonna reap what they sowed. So God done already said in his word, if we reap what we sow, then whatever evil somebody done said about me, I don't need to send no evil words back to them if they don't repent. Whether they repent or not, even if they do repent. Let me let me share this with y'all. We can repent all day. But the Bible said God is not a man that should lie. If we said something and did something and thought something bad, we still got to answer for it. And trust me, anybody else that say something bad or think something bad or do something bad, they got to give an account for that. See, people, it's time out for us not walking in the unadulterated word of God. The true and living word of God. If somebody says something ill against us, and if they don't repent, guess what? They got the answer for that. They got to give an account for that. If they don't answer to it and give an account for it, then guess what? God is a liar. But the word of God said he is not a man that should lie or the son of man that he needs to repent. The same people that spoke those evil words over you instead of me sending them back to them if they don't repent. Guess what? That may be the reason why they they body is not healthy. Oh, that was the first scripture I gave y'all. It's in Proverbs 6 and 24. If they didn't use gracious words, it said gracious words are like honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the body. It's a lot of people and lack limitations, turmoil. I think one of the greatest things that sickness befalls many people is for, for several different reasons, but one more prevalent than any is because of the word of God. I believe lacking limitations is because of the word. The word of God we don't have in us and the word of God we don't exercise through us. Well, I hope somebody got that. These words are powerful. 
And I'm telling you, I'm getting to a place. I'd much rather sit in silence if I can't say something that if God hear it in heaven, he is not pleased with it. Whatever I say, I want it to be true. But I want God to be pleased with it. And in order for my God to be pleased with my words, I know God will need to be pleased with my thoughts. So even my silent words that are not spoken out loud, I ask God to cast down my wicked imagination and everything that exalted itself above the word of God. Be mindful what you say. People don't have to hear you if God hears you. See, and I know it ain't no if. People don't have to hear you. Let me correct myself. Because God hears you. And if you're dealing with a sickness, if you're dealing with a lack and a limitation, today, he said that we hear his voice. Heart not our heart. Is your heart heartened that you cannot go back and repent? I. It is not me or myself. When I speak as the Spirit of God give utterance, I share from the Spirit of the Lord. Today you hear God's voice. I'm just a messenger. That's why I give you scripture. That's the voice of God. Because the Bible says also in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So anytime anybody repeat the Word of God, And you look it up for yourself. Read it for yourself. When you read what I've given you for yourself in the scripture, then that's not me speaking. That's God speaking through me, his word. I hope somebody got that. That's why when people get it twisted, when they be telling me, I ain't giving them no glory, honey, I'm not seeking glory. Because it's not my words. It's the word of God. So God can use who he choose to to reiterate his word, to repeat his word. I'm repeating something that was already written over 6,000 years ago. So don't get me twisted cuz I don't have it twisted. You don't I'm not seeking glory and to obtain glory. But if God spoke through me and I'm giving you his word, I'm only repeating and reiterating. And what God's word is saying, if your soul is not sweet, if your body is not healthy, if your ears are not hearing and hearing by the word of God, if you're not sinning to people who say manner of evil against you, yes, bind and rebuke those spirits. That people try to form against you through words. But the Bible says, bless, pray, and do good. So I'm just encouraging people, repent wholeheartedly. If there's any words you've sent out down through your whole life, Repent. Does that mean after you repent, you will be perfected in your words moving forward? Probably not. But who am I to say? And even if not, just know the Bible says God is always there. He is ever present. We mess up. We make a mistake. Guess what? Repent again. And I encourage anybody. 
Repent to those who you know you've spoken wrong words to. It's not about what See, we get we get stuck in what they did me like this, oh they treat me so bad, oh they said this, oh they did this. But didn't I encourage you through God's word? He said, every, every, every man, meaning mankind, woman, child, male, female, everyone. That means there's no exemptions from every human being we see on TV, social media, all over the nation, the world, the news, or every, every, all these trillion, zillion, quadrillion people, everybody will give an account to their words. So why should we walk around and think that we hurting somebody because they said something that hurt us? Because we want to say something retaliatory or mean, or cruel-spirited. You hurting yourself more than the words they said to hurt you. Because you must answer for your words. And remember, all words don't come with a volume. Some words are spoken in silence inside of our mind. That's why God said he know our thoughts are far off. And if you don't think that silent words are important, as I gave the example, the next time people say pray in silence, do you believe that the words you speaking in silence in that prayer will be heard? Yes. Just because they're not heard by man, every word we speak is heard by God. And that's what he said the day of judgment. In the book of Romans, we're going to stand before him and give an account. By our words, we are justified. And by our words, we are condemned. And we quote that scripture, there is no more condemnation in Christ Jesus. That is absolutely correct. But there is a lot of condemnation through our words. And that is also correct. Be mindful. Allow your words to be food that heal and not harm. Amen. Amen. You have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord. And as always, may the blessings of the Lord flow, flow, flow down from heaven into your life. Meet all of your provisional needs. Every provision that you have a need of. Rent, light, gas, water, food, clothes, and shelter. Shoes to keep us warm in the diverse seasons and the climates. The need for our mind to be sharp and alert. The need for our spirit to seek the kingdom and his righteousness. That all these things will be added unto us. All your provisional needs that God will provide for you on earth. And release them as it is in heaven. Because in the kingdom, nothing is never lost in the kingdom. Everything is already provided for us. Amen. And even as you delight yourself in the Lord, the word of God says, He will give you the, the, the desires of your heart. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health even as 
your soul prosper. And until the next podcast upload, begin to mind your mouth. And as my little grandbaby said, and mind your manners. You know, good manners. Use good manners from your mouth. And as you use good manners, what you do, you bless your life. You add health and healing to your bones. And if there's anybody out here that is yet still alive and among you, sometimes we hinder our blessings because we won't repent. Repent to that person. The Bible said, confess our faults one ye to another. Many of us are guilty of only confessing our faults to God. But if we're going to walk this word, let's walk it. He's to confess to one another. So if you've seen what I said, something you've done wrong to someone, confess that fault. And trust by faith of hearing the word of God. When you confess your faults, know that God is faithful and just to forgive us. Even if that person don't want to accept the apology and they refuse to forgive you, guess what? That's between them and God. When you do your part, you know what that only does? That open up your blessings. When that person harbors and they're not willing to open and receive apology because God done asked you to confess your faults and that person won't receive you, that person hinders their lives. Do your part. Be faithful and just. Confess your faults. And watch God move in your life. Amen. And a lot of times we can avoid confessing some of these faults if we mind our mouth. And remember one last thing. The worst time we can be verbal is if we angry beyond reality. See, I'm not saying people can be angry because I can't. Because I used to be on the debate team. And I can still remain poised. But if you know yourself, and I need to say this. If you know yourself, that if you push to the point of anger. And you're going to spit out your mouth. Words that's going to harm and hurt. Remember. Like my ex-husband mother used to say. If it won't be anything nice, don't say anything. Amen. Amen. Until the next podcast upload, peace out. Have a beautiful, blessed day. God bless.